ultimately what keeps me going every single day is not teaching people how to make video. It's a medium for the message. That's it. And the message is what's more important. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. This is your home for easily digestible and actionable information that's going to help you grow your business and get results. If you're brand new to this podcast, welcome. All you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com. Go opt in so you can become part of the entire Biz Women Rock community. And if you're not new and you've been listening for a while, I just want to make sure you know that I'm giving you a podcasting hug right now and telling you thank you so much for continuing to come back here and access this information. When's the last time that you set annual goals for yourself? When's the last time you actually hit those annual goals? What's usually missing between the goals that you want to hit in your business and you actually hitting, if not exceeding those goals, are a few things. A plan that works and working the plan and having accountability and support throughout that entire time to make sure that you're hitting those goals. That is exactly what you're going to get at the 2016 Biz Women Rock Retreat. Picture this, a beach house in Florida, an intimate group of very dedicated and very focused businesswomen getting serious about what their dreams are for 2017 and us coming up with an action plan on how you are going to hit that. We are talking support. We are talking brainstorming. We are talking masterminding. We are talking serious scheduling of the plan that you create that will help you hit your goals. And most importantly, the accountability throughout the entire year to make sure you are not only hitting every single milestone that you have laid out for yourself, but exceeding that and totally taking the momentum and killing your goals for 2017. Interested? There are only a limited amount of spots available, obviously. Come join me on the beach November 19th and 20th for the Biz Women Rock Retreat. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat and find out how you can totally crush your goals for 2017. Today, we're kicking off our video series. These are a compilation of interviews that I have done and information that I have gathered for you to show you the power of video on social media and the power of video for your business. Today, I'm excited to kick it off with Amy Schmidhauer, and you're going to find out a little bit more about her in my introduction here next. And then I'll be featuring Michelle Evans of Michelle L. Evans Coaching and Jason Van Orden of Internet Business Mastery about how they use Facebook Live to build their businesses. And finally, I'll be concluding with practical and actionable tips for me on how you can utilize video to get engagement from your community members, the people who love you and are wanting to interact with you, why you want to do that, and how to make it feed your business. So you ready? Let's do it. 
Amy Schmidhauer is just awesome. That's kind of the tagline of what you need to know. She has a YouTube channel because she's a YouTube star, and it's called Savvy Sexy Social, which is also her blog website, by the way. She is a YouTube star. She has incredible videos on YouTube, and she has over 51,000 subscribers just on her YouTube platform. She started really teaching about social media and all sorts of social platforms through her video blog. However, she is also a uh, video marketing consultant, and that is part of her larger business. She is also a speaker. She is also an author. She's about to come out with her book. And in this interview, I have to say it became this amalgamation of really practical video tips on how to be just an amazing uh, person utilizing the power of video on social media. And then we got into how she actually makes money, uh, her revenue pockets, and the percentage of all of those things. She then got into the importance of having an email list. And even though tons of people are saying that email is dead, it is not. And she actually talks about a really phenomenal strategy that she has on communicating with her email list. And lastly, we talk about where her business is going now and kind of the shift and the pivot that it's making and how powerful and passionate she really is about that. And you could totally hear that oozing from her. So what started out as sort of like video tips that are incredibly practical and wonderful got into money making and eventually got into this beautiful story of the purpose of why Amy is here and how she is making ripples in this universe. It is an amazing story and I'm so glad that you're here to listen to it. Amy, what's going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh, Katie. Thank you for having me. Great to chat with you. What you don't see right now, because you and I are not on video right now, is that I have a glass of wine. Um, last night's makeup still on. My hair is completely <laughs> yucked out. And I am, I'm like raring to go. I have I have not been this excited for a podcast interview in a long time. Like I'm oh, really that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Totally, totally fine with the hair, because the hair <laughs> situation over here is about the same. But girl, you need to wash your your face. You need I to know. clean that. Oh. You need to clean that canvas. And also, <laughs> you're way behind. I already had my glass of wine. I'm on to my nighttime tea because nice. as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna crash. Nice. Uh, well, you know, like I woke up with the best of intentions. Let's just say say I'm still in my workout gear too. So that just shows you what kind of a day it was. <laughs> Athleisure is what we call it. Right? <laughs> uh, listen, thank you so much for taking your time um, to be here. Um, I have been kind of as a little voyeur watching what you've been doing for a little bit of time here now. And I am just um, simultaneously in awe and also incredibly curious about your business that you've built. I have this love and this massive respect for women who have built an audience online and, and who have kind of been able to represent themselves very authentically and build up a, a community of people who really respond to that and simultaneously actually drive in revenue and do it very brilliantly. And you are one of those women. So oh, I thank you. I am honored to have you here so you could share that with everyone listening about some of the cool ass stuff that you're doing. So let's start with just a general introduction of your business. Can you tell us a little bit about Savvy Sexy, Sexy Social, a little bit about kind of what that started with, but what it is today? 
Sure. So Savvy Sexy Social, just to, just to get really clear here, and this has always been something that has confused people a little bit. Savvy Sexy Social is the name of a blog. It's not the name of my business, but it was the platform that I knew I needed in order to give my business a voice when I got started. Super short amount of backstory is I went to school for poli sci. I didn't finish. I got the job. I had a cushy 401k, amazing law firm position where I was lobbying and raising money. And it was wonderful, except for I found this passion called marketing. So that is, you know, long story short, the thing I decided to do when I left the cushy job. So when I did that, you know, we had all these incredible, and we still do, a lot of the people that I was looking at in terms of thought leadership in the social media marketing space at the time are still around today, still incredible. And at the time you're thinking, I'm going to dive into this and and what is it exactly that I'm going to do to stand out? Am I going to write a blog post just like everybody else? And at, I also had a lot of experience on YouTube. So I knew I had to leverage video in order to give myself an opportunity to build that thought leadership. And I had a lot of experience with YouTube, which helped me to stand out. Therefore, the blog name was sort of like the thing I kind of got people to do like a double take on and uh, that brought people in. So the, the blog has been around since I launched my business. Um, well, that's not true. Since I went full time into my business, I did side hustle for about a year and a half. Savvy Sexy Social launched in March 2011, essentially a, a hub for small businesses that could learn about social media marketing and video marketing, which gradually, as I was saying to you before we were on air, it's always the year of video. It's yeah. only <laughs> continued to become that way. So my content was very much social media at the beginning because businesses were like, Oh, Facebook, how do we do it? And now they're they're They've got a little bit of a grasp on that and are trying to expand into, uh, multimedia. So that's, that's the quick synopsis of what savvy, sexy social is uh, in everything that I do. I'm very much a video content marketing consultant. That's the vast majority of my business. And that is what the video platform has been able to do. It's very meta. It's driving me business for the same kind of thing that I'm talking about. I'm also a speaker. And um, because I'm a speaker, I'm a very passionate speaker. I love doing it. It has everything to do with the fact that video gave me the ability to talk, uh, which also made me start a podcast. That's been on hiatus while I've been writing. But it all of these things that I did with video gave me the, the ability to talk. And that's great for video. It's also great for public speaking. And I'm super excited about that. But as a speaker, you can't just speak. You got to have a book because that's the bureaucracy <laughs> of being a speaker. So um, I finally finished writing my first book. It's going into editing and will come out in 2017. And that's all about video as well. So I call myself the new triple threat. I'm an author, speaker, YouTuber. That's Ooh. essentially where we're at. And so, yeah, but yes, consulting is a great deal of the business as well as sort of packaging myself on Savvy Sexy Social as a thought leader in the space. And we were talking before as well about a pivoting of the channel, which we might want to go into at yeah. some point, but that's making it more susceptible as an, a great opportunity for a certain kind of sponsors because of the demo that it's going after. But yeah, so it's a lot of different things. So it can sound a little bit overwhelming, but um, I, I'm really here to just help people. And I've found a lot of great ways that also uh, pay me, you know, so I can yeah. get, get the bills paid uh, to help people. And so that's that's the business. So um, I really want for everyone listening, one of the major points that I want to drive home right now is that you really 
if if you are looking up Amy, you're going to kind of see her everywhere. You're going to see a ton of content. You're going to see like that she kind of rules all these different spots in social media. But you really started with one platform. You really started right. with video. And so I really, if you are just starting to do video, if you're listening to this because you're interested in video and you know it's sort of, the, again, the year of the video and you kind of need to get yourself out there. Um, just understand that you are going to start, you need to start somewhere with one particular platform and then continue to grow out of that. I'm so glad you said that. And there's not enough people on this planet saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I I often get a little bit of backlash for saying that because a lot of, it's so much easier to say, okay, yeah, but if you hear you need to be on all the things like Snapchat and everything, Yes, in theory, you should probably have a presence somewhere, but man, wouldn't you rather be amazing at one thing than mediocre at best across all the platforms? I mean, that that's such a good point. Now, I just wanted to quickly back you up on that. Thank you. And I'm going to take your quote on that and make sure that that gets uh, <laughs> itemized out here somewhere. But uh, so I want to actually dive into the practical things here about video because you are such a video genius. You do help people very intimately with their video presence and how to use that marketing for their business and building up um, their reputations online. So can you give just a couple of tips? Let's say somebody has started to use video already um, and they're not necessarily getting any results out of it or maybe they don't even really know what to do. Maybe they just started doing some Facebook lives here and there. Maybe they kind of have a YouTube channel and they're sort of doing some informational videos on them. What are a couple of sort of beginner steps that you could give to people and tips that you could give to folks on how to actually kind of rein all that in and make it work for them? Well, if you have started and you're not seeing results, I first want to commend you for even getting started because many people get paralyzed. And Facebook Live is a really good example of something that's like, okay, how hard can this be? I got to do it on my phone anyway. And I've got that. There's no real issue with the whole, oh, we need all the equipment and all that kind of fancy stuff. So that's great. The other thing, though, is if you dove in, you probably really dove in. Like you really didn't look at why you're doing this and how exactly you can strategically do it on a consistent level. Consistency is very important, uh, but also have the relevant and uh, strict call to action with everything that you do. And also every video platform has sort of its own relative, uh, not, not perfect, but a formula. And I've shared formulas in the past um, and just did the other day speaking on the Social Media Success Summit that Social Media Examiner does. I have what's called my video authority formula. And it's a nice little timeline of what you can do to make sure that once you hit record or start talking to a camera on YouTube, you can keep the video on track for something that will be fairly successful for you. And that includes factoring time in for a call to action and things like that. Facebook Live is a very different animal, but knowing what that animal is, is very important. You can't just get on there and ramble for two minutes and then get off. You actually will get way more traction with a live video in 10 minutes or more because the engagement continues to grow, which also means that you're not going to hit the ground running with content at the beginning of a live video as much as you would a YouTube video because the experience is very different. People are more tolerant of longer content that's live because they're live with you versus watching something that's recorded and on YouTube. So there's so many different formulas and that's, that's, I know that sounds very like Oh my gosh, I we said beginner tip. Really? Like this, <laughs> no. this is, this is not big, but 
but that's real life. Like if you truly want success with video, you dive in, you start to get your feet wet on it. You look to see where the successful people are that are doing it and stop thinking, okay, well, it's their set or it's the content. It's all this other stuff is sexy. Pay attention to the structure of what they're doing. What did they do for the first two minutes? Well, they welcomed people into the broadcast because it's a live stream and there's live people watching. So what better way to, to, do that than to welcome those people in. And then you gradually get into the content and then maybe you plug your call to action in the middle of it and also at the end. It's going to be very different if you're watching the structure of somebody that's been successful on YouTube. So dive in, but also remember that you can always get better with every single upload, every single broadcast. It's very important that you pay attention to what works because when you really break down any form of media, it's all got a formula somehow. Headlines, how long a video is, all this stuff is pretty formulaic. So really watching for that so that you can tighten it up a little bit. That's what's going to make a professional. I love that. Can you, can you talk a little bit about personality and sort of how to come across on video, especially, especially actually in live when you really don't have sort of editing capabilities like you do in YouTube, if you choose to, um, or, but I mean, especially even in any video, really, like, can you recommend, cause I'm a big believer, like whoever you are is going to come across on video. However, you know, there are some sort of rules of thumb that you want to have as far as being an engaging person to watch and not just a talking head. So can you give a couple of good tips on sort of how to be a good video star? Sure. So what's funny about this is in my 2016 keynote, I have a whole section about this, basically making fun of the fact that everybody's postponing video because they don't have a good enough personality. <laughs> so there's that. But here's here's what I believe it comes down to. You're absolutely right that video, social media period, this is all a total amplification of who you are at, at, at some level or it's amplifying, you know, whatever it is that you've, you've, you know, customized to be shown. But when you are a person on camera, you really want to be the best version of yourself, but you want to be yourself. I mean, we've seen plenty of people be very, very successful with video in some capacity, even television that didn't have a, a really outstanding personality. Right. I like to give the example of Bob Ross, who used to just like paint on like, <laughs> I think it was PBS, PBS yeah. in the 80s and 90s. Look him up. He's crushing it on YouTube right now, by the way. But <laughs> He's not even with us anymore, uh, but, but he wasn't exactly this outstanding personality and was massively had this really successful show. What I like to break it down to is this. It's 95% talent and 5% personality. You got the personality you were dealt when you were born, accept it, own it. It's great. Just know that because I certainly did not have personality. My mom can't find a single picture of me as a child. I wasn't a ham. I wasn't a comedian. I was an introverted child that grew up to be a little sarcastic. And here we are. So <laughs> it's really talent. Your personality will shine and people will say, wow, you're just so good on camera when you hone in on the elements of talent. So 
practicing the video, not just doing one. Because you know what? The first one is going to suck. Right. Your personality is so going to suck. True. Your talent level is going to be terrible. But the first one is going to suck, but it's going to get better every single time. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the comment, oh my God, Amy, <gasps> I was so nervous about making video. <laughs> and then I watched your first video. <laughs> that bad huh? and I'm feeling <laughs> much better about myself but that's the special thing about it is right. people get to watch that journey so you have to understand that like I said the formulas the practice the pick the platform and own one like this has everything to do with talent all of the best people that do whatever they do the best in their class still practice six hours a day whatever the heck that is mastery is 10,000 hours like that's unfathomable. Malcolm Gladwell said that in Outliers. 10,000 hours is mastery. I am not even there yet. And I'm not a master, but I'm doing all right. And I certainly have people telling me I have a good personality, which may be a byproduct of talent. So I, I truly think that's what it is. However, you just have to kind of cancel a few things out in your brain in order to own that personality. It's very easy that to, to immediately think you're going to get criticism. And this could be trolls in the comments real time for live or going back and reading your YouTube comments later, which can be a little bit depressing depending on the environment. <laughs> but you have to stop thinking about problems you don't have yet. Mm. And I think that's where people get into the most trouble is thinking about problems they don't have yet. Because that troll that exists right now isn't real because you haven't made the video yet. They aren't real until they're real. And when they're real, you're going to look at it and go, all right, well, that wasn't really merited or whatever the case may be. Maybe there's five trolls and there's a trend and maybe you did do something wrong and you can fix it. Right. That's just called learning from failure. So I, I think personality has a lot to do with I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this as well as I possibly can. I can't help what I don't know and what hasn't happened yet. But when it does, I'll be able to handle it and I'm going to learn from it. And a lot of times that's a little bit of personality boost that you end up getting. You just it's confidence. Yeah, so, so true. And uh, for anyone listening who uh, has it in their mind that I'm this rock star podcaster, please go listen to my first, <laughs> I would say even my first hundred episodes, then you will feel Absolutely. a lot. You will feel like, dude, I could totally do what she did. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> and do oh, it better. This girl, this girl could do it. Jeez. <laughs> oh my God. I was horrible. Um, <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Um, one of the things that is very important for me to always deliver on this show is the realness of business. The women listening are women who are in their businesses and they want to hear the reality of what it's like and not just the fluff of, oh, I'm a video star. So I want to get real. You said that you would get real with me about this real. business, about vlogging and about being on social media. So I would like for you to explain to us what are your different financial revenue pockets. How do you actually make money? Okay. So let's break this down. Initially, the channel was meant to do one thing and that was to bring me clientele. So if you look at Savvy Sexy Social early, early on, you, would, you wouldn't really hear me call the action to uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel very often because that didn't matter to me. What mattered to me was that I could connect with you directly. And so that was um, an effort of growing my email list, which if you are not doing this already, no matter what your business is, I don't care what 
every other human on the earth is saying about how email is dead and Snapchat is the way. You need to grow your own platform of direct contact information because that's going to help you grow any revenue model. But what that opportunity allowed me to do was obviously hit the ground running with client work. And that was most of my revenue at the beginning, if very little bit of maybe advertising with um, space on the website and things like that, but very little, most of it was client work. So that was a hundred percent. But today I've pulled back a lot on client work because, and just to give you an idea about my business, there are many of you listening right now who have so much intention about making video and you want to, and you've got an iPhone in your pocket and we have every app and web client and social platform at our disposal to do this for free. But there are limitations to that as to how committed that some of you will get. And it will be a little bit just, I don't want to say sloppy, but you're just going to try it and you might not stick with it. And I found that that was a very consistent thing with client work. I often would pick up clients who really, really wanted to do it in the beginning. And when they got through some of the hard stuff with me, it wasn't as sexy anymore. Mm -hmm. And I found that I was taking on clients that great, they wrote me a check, but you know, we didn't end up where we wanted to be by the end. And it wasn't because both of us didn't try and both of us didn't bring everything to the table. But that's tough when you're a hundred percent client work and you don't have a ton of portfolio items to show. And uh, that's hard for me because not everyone can be a portfolio item because I have this YouTube channel that's setting a certain bar. And for me to have client work that's not quite there, it has nothing to do with what kind of camera you're using. It just has to do with how valuable you are. So that was really tough. And uh, it was um, 2015. I completely got rid of client work. I only started bringing it back this year because the audience started to change a little bit. I was working with more medium to large size businesses that were saying, we, we want to further incorporate this into our existing strategy. And it was a different take on it. And it was more of a consultant role in terms of just making sure that it fit into the grand scale. So today, you know, client work really only looks like 33% of my revenue because of the many of you who really, really want to try it and are committed to that, but just don't know how it's going to go. Don't know how you're going to be able to scale it. Don't know how you're going to be able to work it into your workload. I knew that I needed to still work with those people because I had attracted such an incredible community of small businesses who wanted to work with me so bad, but could not afford to do that one-on-one. That led me to create a certain number of products. So I started bringing out courses. I started my group coaching program, which is basically an annual um, an annual membership group. And I also have things like 30 Days to Better Vlogging, which is essentially a 30-day guide on getting better at video. That's $30. So another thing you know, 30%, roughly 30% of my revenue is now online product. It's totally scalable stuff, um, except for my group coaching program. Cause I obviously have my hands on that in terms of time. We do live Q and A's and, uh, we do, um, you know, live trainings and things like that. So there's a little bit of time that goes into that, but products are about 30% now. Um, and speaking has picked up a ton. Speaking 
in 2015 meant massive expense because I knew this was something I was committed to. I went absolutely anywhere in the world from Columbus, Ohio, where I live to Cebu in the Philippines to walk on stage and speak for any event that would have me because I was committed to growing that portfolio. I walked on 17 stages and I probably spent 20 grand on travel. It was ridiculous. But these are the things you got to do, right? I wrote a book because of the same reason it, uh, you know, if you got, if, if anyone buys my book, Hey, thanks. But honestly, it's because it's an opportunity as a speaker for me to better share my message for you to be able to take it home with you. But it's a bargaining chip because right. of how cheap event planners are like, that's <laughs> like, that is reality. And yeah. I know that that is reality. So, but speaking in 2016 was like, I doing that anymore. Like I'm charging now. So speaking has gotten to about 18%. I, I just happened to have written these out before we got on the call. Yeah, very nice timing. <laughs> and so, of course, this is 2016, so it's not in total yet. But And then there's a couple of smaller items here, sponsorship, affiliate, advertising. None of this would be possible. Certainly not 50-ish percent of it. Well, maybe a little less, but without an email list. I wouldn't have been able to sell a single online product without an email list. I mean, maybe with the YouTube channel, but really it's having that direct line into people's inboxes that have made those revenue opportunities possible. Being able to let people know if I'm launching a new product, being able to let them know that, hey, I'm doing group coaching now so that you can have some contact with me whatsoever. And it's going to make sense for both of us, both on your time and you not wanting to do too much commitment with a coach and me being the coach that doesn't need to commit to you because you're only paying 600 bucks a year. So that's that's really what it looks like. But if I wouldn't have started growing that list and, and it doesn't mean you can't start today if you haven't started, but I have a pretty committed community that I've been communicating over email with since 2011. And that's been a big asset for me to be able to go, Hey, 2015, I'm going to spend a bunch of money to go travel, to travel and speak. And I'm not going to take any clients because I hate all my clients. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, w- that there, there are a lot of pieces of infrastructure you need in place in order to make that happen. I have a question for you in regards to how you share your content and specifically as it relates to your email list, Mm -hmm. Um, because you have so much content and because you're putting it out there, how often are you communicating with everyone on your email list? And what is what what is that communication? Is it like, hey, here's this week's, you know, podcast or here's this week's video blog? Um, Or is it, um, you know, just full on? content of like, Hey, here's an article I wrote. Um, or is it like, here's an offer I have? Like, what is the equation for that typically? Um, and how often are you doing it? So I don't like to be in the inbox way too often. I don't want to, I want to be top of mind, but I don't want to be so top of mind that you know what I'm going to say before I say it, which makes you not want to open my email. So I am typically in the inbox once or twice a week. And right now the regularity I have, I have a, a new campaign that I launched just called the list. And it was just like, man, I just find cool things every once in a while that I definitely want to tell my email list about. It might be my latest video. Um, it might be like some stuff I bought at Sephora that just changed my life. Like I, (laughs) 
<laughs> I just like to have this list of things like, hey, guys, this is what's going on. I just wanted to let you know. And that's been helpful for me to get the word out about the videos even more because it's like, here's a bunch of things. Take your pick. And um, I, I, I think that that's been going really, really well. People have g- given me great feedback so far. But other than that, I'll, I'll promote um, a product as, I, as it makes sense. But those don't happen every single week. I'm not a brick and mortar. You know, I, I have these products. They sit on my website all the time. If I get you to my website with a blog post, I'm still doing a pretty good job promoting the product because it's sitting there staring you in the face when you get there. So, um, promoting a product really only happens when there's really something going on around it. And then that'll have a dedicated email. I also have dedicated emails when I'm doing like a sponsorship partnership where we're going to do a webinar together. So if I'm teaming up with XYZ company and they're like, we're going to do a webinar, just let your audience know. Great. That's going to have a dedicated email. I, it's so important to me that every email come off like we're chatting. And that's also a big component that I've had, um, with my email marketing is no matter what's in that email, I'm encouraging you to reply or I'm encouraging you to tweet me or something like that. Um, because I want you to know that it is, it, I, we, we need to communicate here. I need to know more about you in order for me to continue to make good on what I do. I need to be able to fit that mold even more. You're going to want to open my emails. And when email is so competitive these days, I do not take for granted having north of 20% open rate. Right. That That's a big deal these days. Yeah. People's it's- open rates are dropping like crazy because it's email. And we have tools to filter everything out. So the fact that I'm getting that, I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased. And I don't want to, it's not that I'm afraid of losing it. I'm not afraid of upping the the frequency of emails. I just want to make sure that each email is really intentional in order for people to feel like it's worth opening every time. I love that. Amy, what is one of the most recent challenges that you're having? Because I'm sure if I asked you what's the biggest challenge, there's probably 80 things that come to mind. But in your your recent sort of state of business right now, what's a big challenge that, that you have had? And how did you how are you overcoming it? Or how did you overcome it? I've been talking about writing a book for like two years. So I just like kept saying it like it was a thing. And um, I finally had to make it happen. Um, it was initially supposed to happen before 2015, but I just said, you know what? No, I don't, I don't need a book in order to have a price as a speaker. So we'll put it off a little bit longer. And I also felt like I still had stuff to learn that I wanted to put in this book. Um, so the biggest challenge was marking that time off because I've prioritized so much speaking and travel because it's a growing part of my business that it was very hard to say, okay, when am I going to sit down and write this book? Because it, the concept of waking up every morning and writing for an hour, I tried that and it didn't work because you get going after an hour and it's like you stop yourself and you're supposed to move on with the rest of your day. Right, right, right. It just, it didn't work. So the biggest challenge was when is this going to happen? And I finally just moved everything on my calendar. And this is still a funny story because it didn't even work out that way. But there, there were three weeks in August and I said, I'm writing the book. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not taking phone calls with anybody. I'm definitely not doing any, any interviews, but I didn't have any lined up. So that was fine. And I just said, this is it. Like, that's all I'm doing. I was still publishing video content. So, but the, the main thing for me was wake up at 5 a.m. and write as much as I could until noon, until the dang thing was done. So 
that was going to work out perfectly. August one was going to be day one. And then YouTube called and they were like, Hey, we like what you're doing. We want you to come to our next up creator camp, which is one week in New York. You're put up by Google. You're at their creator studio learning how to be a better creator. And, um, they invest in you. They give you a stipend to be in wow. photo so that you can get better equipment by the end of the week. Like you don't say no to YouTube. No, no, like, no, no, no. When you are a, like if you are a, a, a captain on Facebook right now and Facebook were to call you and be like, we want you to come to Facebook so we can teach you how to be better. You wouldn't say no, but they don't do that. So <laughs> YouTube called and I came running. Of course I, it was lucky, but it was also like, oh, really? because they, it was a week that I had marked off to write the book. So long story short, I bumped up the start date on the book. I ended up starting at the end of July. I wrote for two weeks. I went to YouTube for a week. I learned a lot of great stuff. I added that in that final week after I came back when I finished writing the book and it's done. That was a big challenge because the amount of moving and shaking that I'm doing is very difficult. I'm very compartmentalizing and black and white. So when I'm thinking about writing my book, I thought I was going to go to some secluded island and shut off the internet to write the thing because <laughs> I could not see myself doing it. Right. So it was really hard to do that, but it's finally done. I, I, I wish I could say I'm more excited about the book writing process, but I make videos. I'm just not. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of great stuff to share. It's just I'm right. I'm talking about videos in a book. So it is what it is, but it's done. I'm so happy it's done. Um, and we just have to get through these final stages of publishing and do the fun part, which is let everybody know about it. And, and that's what I'm excited about. But man, getting it done was hard. <laughs> it was man. really hard. And I just, again, want to sort of bring that back to, again, that's like a different platform and not the one that you shine on, but one that you made a decision on that was important for the forward movement of your business and you just freaking had to do it. And by I the way... By the way, I would work that exact same way. I'm like, I, I definitely have taken like Katie retreats before for like two mm. days because I'm like, I just need to completely like immerse myself in this particular thing that I need to work on right now and just get it done, be efficient with it and put all my energy into it. <laughs> I love that. Amy yeah. retreat. That's the next thing I'm, I'm going to start saying. You. <laughs> That's great. I'm telling you, it's been awesome. So um, I really, I want to conclude with kind of your next steps, like what what do you really see as the vision of your business? Where is it going? Um, what's the big picture for you? So I'm really, really blessed that I found this art of speaking because I, I really enjoy it. And I've been analyzing this a lot because the life of a speaker is not an easy one. As I said, you know, we're, we're dealing with event planners here. Um, so it's, it's something that means a lot to me, but there's more to what I have to share and hopefully that has resonated here today than just video tactics. And, and I've always known that I knew that this was going to be something that was extremely important because it, it's, it, it's important to me. It's, it's my origination on the internet pretty much. So, um, I really wanted to do that and do that really well. The book is my opportunity to kind of put icing on this video cake because ultimately what keeps me going every single day is not teaching people how to make video. It's a medium for the message. That's it. And the message is what's more important. 
And it doesn't matter if you have a message that you need to tell the world or you just as an individual person who just wants to get the right job and, and do what, what you find fulfilling, you have a message too. So truthfully, I I knew that my trajectory was going to go in the areas of like personal branding, but it's more than that. I, I really just feel like I have the ability to help women who want to design their life and go after what they want. And, and that's a very, important mission for me, even if it sounds very fluffy right now, because what I have found that I do best is find ways to make things happen. And then for those people who really want to make it happen, show them how to do it. And I don't care how much you're paying for it or if you're getting it from me for free. I just want you to know and I want you to feel like you can wake up every day and be happy with what you see and what's on your agenda because you chose it to be that way. And I see a world that looks like that. And I want to be that person that helps to make that happen for you. So that's where my business is going. Um, My YouTube channel is going to be a really helpful medium for me because I have an incredible community there and I, they are seeing really what I, I feel like I'm best equipped to do by having these little pivots happening. The channel's starting to change. It's not business and marketing anymore. It's lifestyle design and you have the ability to do it. So do it. And that's, that's the, person I want to be. That's the businesswoman I want to be. I'm still heavily involved in video content. It's important to me because that is how businesses can get their message out. But I I feel like I can help more than just businesses. So I'm really diversifying my portfolio, I guess, if I had to sum it up. I love it. And obviously, for obvious reasons with Biz Women Rock, I am so on board with the vision that you have and the message Thank that you. you are giving, which is one reason I think I was so compelled to to really talk to you and introduce you to my amazing community of women. So I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here, for sharing your wisdom and your story and all of the awesome tips and, you know, kind of behind the scenes of how your business works. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. It was really nice to be able to talk about this with you. 